program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of Sengents, Glamour Connection, Van Garrett Media, their respective management, contractors, or employees. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media. The Share Your Hotness podcast is brought to you by Van Garrett Media. Hi, I'm Chris Van Garrett, founder and chief marketing officer of Van Garrett Media. If you're a business owner or a knowledge worker, you know that crafting your own voice and message around your brand is absolutely crucial to your success, especially in the COVID and post-COVID era. But how do you do all of that at the same time still work on your business instead of in it? Don't have a website? Is your logo one of those $50 specials from Fiverr? Was your tagline just stolen dialogue from a 90s sitcom? Hey, we've all been there. You had to start somewhere, am I right? This is where Van Garrett Media can help. We specialize in digital marketing and branding for small and medium-sized businesses. We get to know the root and soul of your business, finding out what makes you tick and why, and then we craft a message that'll make your target audience see you as the solution to their needs. We'll then bring them to you through targeted marketing efforts using everything from social media and SEO to email campaigns to old-fashioned television commercials, radio, and press releases. You can find us on Facebook. Just search out Van Garrett Media, two R's, two T's, or give us a call, 801-386-3896. That's 801-386-3896. 3896. Mention this ad and get a hundred bucks off your custom branding package. That's 801-386-3896 or check us out on Facebook, Van Garrett Media. Welcome to the Share Your Hotness Podcast. Share Your Hotness. Now, here's your host, Lita Green. Welcome to Share Your Hotness Podcast with Lita Green and my guest today, Rebecca Vignier. And we have known each other for four years. Yeah, four or five years. And we actually met over a love of beautiful things. (laughs) We are both chicky babes that love getting really pretty. And I'm gonna out us because she's in her laundry room and I have hair that looks like a homeless person. And I just feel like that's so hilarious that we love beautiful things. And I don't even think you have jewelry on right now. I don't. (laughs) Yes. And I don't have makeup on. So we can laugh at ourselves because we just think it's hilarious. But this is this is what podcasting looks like. It doesn't have to be all put together. But, you know, we're moms, too. Right. Anyway, we actually know each other. I don't exactly know how we met. I just know that I bought some jewelry from you and I was in Costa Rica dancing like a mad woman. And I was sad because one of the stones, well, the earring fell off and danced a deck across the floor and one of the stones <laughs> didn't survive. And you drove an hour and like 20 minutes to get me a replacement. And I was like, I love this woman <laughs> because that was like going above and beyond. And everything, as I learned more about you, the more I was like, I love this woman. Oh, I, I love, love her. <laughs> I love your heart of service. I love how you care about other people. And, you know, and just from your business and your social media and how you always just show up for people. And then I listened recently to your podcast that you have mm-hmm. and through, through these hazel eyes. And I would like to let everyone know that this is the most researched podcast I'm ever likely to host. <laughs> because, oh. <laughs> yeah. So I loved you, your heart of service. And then in your podcast, you actually share the behind the scenes of the a woman who has been broken down and remade. And I'm excited for the next episode. And I just was like, this is why I love her. 
Thank you. And this is why I want this podcast is because the more we learn about people, the more we love people. And that you would be that like, here I am. It's, it's a process. And I've had to do that in my books, Mm -hmm. you know, here's all my little vulnerable under bits. Right. (laughs) And you're like, well, I'm giving this to the people that love me. I'm also giving this to the people that might like be poopy. Right. Yes. Yes. So that's a long intro into why did you decide to be like, here's all my vulnerable under bits on a podcast? Oh, it's, that is a good question. And as I share my story with people, I I get a lot of people telling me I should write a book. You know, you've written books. And that to me seemed so daunting. And when they hear about my journey of mistakes and horrible decisions and lack of self-love and confidence and all of that and the mess and the tangled web that I ended up being part of, it's it's usually, wow, you need to write a book because it sounds almost like a movie. Um, but last summer, my as we're dealing with COVID, right, 2020. My, You're like, I need a project. I need a project. Yes, my, <laughs> my son, my oldest son and I were talking and he and his friend decided to start a podcast. And so I heard that and I thought, oh, podcast, that's kind of cool. And I just remember thinking through, you know, quarantine and all of that, that I was consuming a lot of information. I was drowning myself in social media and just kind of escaping life. And I realized in this conversation with my son, I should be creating something that's beneficial and helpful to others and not just draining, like sucking and all this, not always positive, you know, guck into my life. And so as we were talking, I was like, I could do a podcast. That doesn't have to be beginning, middle, end linear. I can just share little bits. And it had been actually brought to my attention years ago um, that I needed to share. You know, God was telling me right. I needed to share, but it's scary because scary. I talk about things that people don't talk about. I And I, I also would mistakes. say you said it's like, um, you said it's like a movie. Yeah. It's like a However, movie. However, <laughs> Instead of just like, here's, here's these uh, vulnerable underbits and your bad choices, you know, which are not the choices your grandma would want you to make kind of choices. No. <laughs> um, you don't make excuses for yourself, but you also share the lesson. And yeah. I think that's a big distinction between drama and learning. Oh, good point. I hadn't thought of it that way. Thank well, you. I think about that because, you know, I'd be watching TV shows with my kids and I'll be like, well, no wonder they're having communication problems. They mm-hmm. fell into bed together before they ever figured out if they could communicate. Yeah. Imagine you know? that. There's more yeah. than just sex. Yeah. And my kids will just laugh because I'll be like, wait a minute. This- <laughs> Where's the lesson here? And sometimes we'll be watching a movie and they'll turn to me and they'll be like, we know, we know, mom, <laughs> we know. <laughs> yeah. That's what? not real life. You know, you hope it's not, um, I, like, I got caught I mean, up in some drama. Um, I, you know, real life is an amplification of s- stereotypes and choices and all these different things. Mm-hmm. And each individual has to navigate where's the line for me. Right. And in your sharing, I think you're helping people have that conversation of where is my line? Yeah. Where is the acceptable level of intimacy? Where is 
that line of mental illness. And I mean, there's just so many different things you talk about that we couldn't possibly in this podcast, in this time <laughs> that we have, that I encourage you guys to go look it up because it's, it's real. And I think when we share real stories, we connect with real people. Yeah, that's so true. I've, I've had people that have listened that I didn't even know were listening, come up to me and and say, thank you so much. I have felt this way. I've had those same feelings. I've been really close to making that same mistake. And now I can see my eyes are now open. And, um, and, and now I've given them a safe space to talk about it. Yeah, people, people can open up to me and realize that I'm not going to judge them, or criticize them. It's yeah, this is a safe space, we can talk about it, we need to talk about it. Right. And this is, this is a big reason of why I'm doing this is because we get so much in our own heads and our own culture as it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, your own family culture, your own societal culture, whatever. And we don't look at why am I making these choices? And I call it mental inbreeding or oh, spiritual yeah. inbreeding because I've lived in all different parts of the country. And, you know, typically there's a dominant religion in one area or a dominant um they, don't, they wouldn't call it theology, you know, mm-hmm. someplace like almost an anti-theology, yeah. right? Just a and, pattern of thought and behavior. Right. And they're like, this is the way you do things. This is the only way you do things. And you take somebody like, let's say, you know, a Baptist in Georgia mm-hmm. and you put them in New Hampshire, they don't behave like that. Right. Because that's not their doctrine to behave like that. But they start, you know, kind of perpetuating this idea like I moved to Utah, which is predominantly Mormon and Mormons don't shop on Sunday mm-hmm. and nobody knows who I am. My kid has an earache. I happen to be Mormon, but it's not like, you know, you have, you know, a T-shirt that you wear, you know, <laughs> and my neighbor, not knowing anything about me sees the grocery bag and he's like nice shopping on Sunday I mean like I had just like opened up a porno shoot in the front yard you know I mean it (laughs) was like yeah yeah because that's the biggest sin you can have and you know what there's no way that that gentleman would behave that way if he were in New York right no he wouldn't be going around to his neighbors going oh my heavens you shop on Sunday and it's just because for him even know who his neighbors were and you know he ended up moving because I was so annoying (laughs) not even kidding um because I just was like no I'm not complying to this this shaming and Mm -hmm. any system that's using shame shuts down conversation when we shut down conversation we start losing connection with actual humans Mm -hmm. and I think that you're doing that so brilliantly and I was just like several times like pumping my hands like yeah Rebecca go because (laughs) it's so refreshing in a world where you know people are on social media depicting what they want people to see right that's a filter so how have you navigated that the you're always positive on social media and you're like and here's my mental breakdown that was a little <laughs> yeah that so i i launched my podcast with that story about my mental breakdown because i am always posting positive things and and it's funny as i look back through my facebook memories i can see exactly where i was like 4 or 5 years ago when it was really messy in my life and i was posting positive 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 And it was almost like trying to dig myself out. If I post this, I can read it. I can see it. I can, I can try to live it. And I remember uh, just recently in my, like my private Facebook group that I run, um, I realized I'm only posting positive things here. And, 
and happy, pretty selfies, you know, with the jewelry, with the makeup. And I was like, that's not fair. That's not an accurate portrayal. So I posted my nighttime after I washed my face, hair's crazy, pulled back. And I'm like, this is the real me too. You know, I can't just post positive all the time. Um, But I, I post those positive things more for me so I can read them and, and almost like affirmations. Right. Well, because what we project into the world is the, the ideal that we're pursuing. Yes. And, um, you know, I had someone reach out to me one time who wanted money Mm -hmm. and they, you know, confessed that they were newlywed. And I said, oh, the very worst thing I could possibly do for you as a newlywed is to give you money. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, because you and your spouse need to figure out how to make this work. And I remember when we had that studio apartment with the bed and, you know, the Murphy bed and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yes. And she was kind of horrified that I wasn't going to give her money. And, and there, I think there's this balance between striving for what our ideal is and wallowing in our own reality. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I have hard days. I still have hard days. Last week was really rough for me even. And so I didn't get a podcast recorded uh, because life was happening, but I'm like, that's okay. I allow myself some grace. And Uh, and now I hope you haven't added on podcast shame. (laughs) Oh, right. Podcast shame. No, I, I have, I have decided that while I'm doing the podcast to help others, I don't have a commitment of a timeline and a, and a deadline. It's, it's, I do it when I do it. And, and you're doing the, say, so are you writing out what you're going to say, or are you just being like really intentional? Okay. I'm being intentional. I'm, I have a topic in mind. And so I'll bring up the topic, usually talk about it, and then I'll support it with an experience and a story of how I learned this lesson, like you talked about, I I bring up the lessons. And sometimes it's something from five years ago. And sometimes it's something that just happened last week, you know, to to keep it relevant. And are you doing the editing and all of that too? Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing it all myself. I just show up and my media company, Van Garrett Media does everything. (laughs) And everyone's like, you're so cool. How do you do it all? I'm like, why do you assume that I do it all? (laughs) I outsource, I delegate. Yeah. I'm not yeah. at that point. I'm not I sure mean, that I do I all, would be, but I do all the momming at my house. Well, that's I do good. All of that, which I think is super <laughs> impressive, but society yeah. doesn't seem to get excited about. I am the only mother my children have, <laughs> which isn't true because we have um, amazing people who've adopted my children as aunt and uncle. They're not genetic, but they are. Yeah. Oh yeah. Decided. Family Love. comes in all shapes and sizes and exactly. <laughs> you get to make your family. Yes. But um, I, as a friend, I want to publicly say how proud I am to know you. And it takes a lot. I know because I've put my vulnerable under bits out there and it's in a a form that I've done where somebody has to pick up the book. Mm -hmm. And it's funny how people have assumed what the book's about. And I'm like, well, if you read it, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, I'm asking someone for a commitment where podcasting is a little bit more uh, um, accessible. Yes. Cause you, I, you know, I'm listening to your podcast while I was doing some brainless work and then, you know, some cleaning, which I found that I actually enjoy cleaning my own house. I know mm-hmm. shocking successful <laughs> businesswoman who actually enjoys cleaning her own house. Um, you know, so it's a much more accessible format. So if you can do all of that and how well you print it out, you could write a book, but you know, a little insider secret here. Yeah, I'm sure I could give it to an editor. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, the thoughts occurred to me, okay, maybe with the podcast episodes, I can put that into a book in little mini chapters. But I, I guess I thought with a, my thought with the podcast is, I'm not going to wrap it up with a little bow and be like, hey, there it is. It's on the shelf because it's, it's an ever moving thing. There's always something new, you know, like, like you've written multiple books because you have different stories to share. Well, as I say, I hope that after this, I do want to do a children's teen, like a teen series mm-hmm. um, off the principles, make it more accessible to kids that age. But after this third book, I joke that I hope I'm given no more content <laughs> because you and I are sharing stories of how we overcame something. Right. And I think yes. a boring life is a brilliant, <laughs> brilliant thing to do. Oh and my goodness. How are you? It's so true. Like, do they know about the heart attack? Like, right. is that something I have to catch them up on? And I love that I'm not having to catch up people on, you know, death and mayhem that has happened. Right. <laughs> kind of a gift. So is your plan to just keep telling the stories and then going into sharing other people's triumphant stories? Because yes. hopefully I hope you run out of content. I hope I run out of content. Yes. There's still, <laughs> there's still so much more inside me that I know I need to share that I, I don't know how long it will go. You yeah, know, sharing, it could go, but, it could but go yes. forever. You yes, know, I, mean, I have thought of I mean, other people forever and not forever because you want to keep it. I mean, eventually your stories will be like told, but then yes. different life events might say, I want to share them in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that's the creativity and the flexibility that comes with this format. So I appreciate it. And I totally understand why you have joined the podcasting world. Well, that again was my media company that was like, come on, Lita, come on. And I'm like, no, no, one more. Um, you know, I'm, um, people joke that I have professional ADD because I'm still doing all the things I'm good at, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but I'm like, why quit things that I enjoy? Yeah. And of course I have that flexibility with, you know, I have a media company. I have an assistant. I have an amazing spouse. I have amazing children. Again, my boring life allows me to have more availability to do other things, mm-hmm. you that know, you love. Um, yeah. That make an impact. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah. And it's, and it's a humbling thing to kind of put your, your mark out there to say, you know, I want to help other people. Mm -hmm. And I love that you're doing that. And what's really cool is, as I got to know you more, I'm like, no wonder she has that compassion because you have Mm -hmm. empathy of having been there. No wonder you have that heart of service Mm -hmm. because you've been served. Mm -hmm. And of course we try to avoid painful experiences. Sadly, experience is the true teacher dang it that that leaves an impact you know i i'm great going and i'm saying sarcastically yeah. yeah oh i know saying sarcastically because it would be so much better if we could just not have to go through poopy things yes well <laughs> and and honestly i'm i'm almost okay going through poopy things because i know it helps me it makes me stronger what i hate is seeing other people i love go through poopy things that I'm like, ah, can't I just take my brain and my heart and just like transplant it so you can be like, oh, I know I shouldn't make these choices. <laughs> I, I, I understand now. Parent, it says yeah. the mother of children. Yes, teenager. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, and I just want to say to people because it kind of drives me nuts that I'd be like enjoying my five year old and somebody would say, well, just wait till they're a teenager. I want to like plug my kids' ears because I was a delightful teenager. Mm-hmm. I, my, my name means joy in Latin and I was my parents' joy. Like I was awesome. Oh. 
And not yeah. saying that all my siblings weren't, but I was a particularly awesome teenager. <laughs> I would love to have raised me. Right. And um, my husband was a particularly awesome teenager. And so we were both like, what if we have kids that rebel? What, mm-hmm. what would we do with that? Yeah. I <laughs> but, have no content you know, for that yet. The hardest thing that I think has surprised us is that we have to kind of watch them be their own person. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's a hard thing. And I think, you know, about God and how he must look at us and be like, oh, okay. So that's, that's your call. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Free agency is, yeah. is hard. And free agency is a term that's often used in you are in my religion. Yes. Um, uh, that we have the ability to make choices with our bodies, with our minds, and we don't escape consequences, but God's not sitting there being like lightning bolt. If we go off the path for a second, Right. He's allowing us to screw up. And so, of course, the answer is why do bad things happen to good people? Because they live on the planet Earth. Mm -hmm. You know, people make choices that affect them or themselves. And so I just wanted to explain that term because because not everybody has put those two words together and it's oh good point. Yeah. Kind of a cultural thing. Mm -hmm. Um so okay, let's segue into because you are a survivor of breast cancer, which is what I thought your podcast was about. Mm -hmm. Because I knew that about you, because in your business, you're doing a lot of awareness for, you know, getting the tatas checked, which yes. big believer in. I went <laughs> through, I have two aunts that have had breast cancer, one that has passed from it, one that beat it. And so um, I've had a couple of times they want me to come in and check them extra. And mm. you know, I was kind of like, oh, <laughs> and I did go through a cancer scare last year. And you so poignantly went through what it felt like to have that, that, you know, I tears streaming down my face. Cause I'm like, I haven't had cancer, but I've been afraid. And I think everybody has been afraid at that sure. yeah, um, for a loved one or for themselves. And you just so went into those feelings and didn't just make it about the cancer, but how it complicated everything else. And I think yeah. so often we hear these stories and it's just, it's just like this one thing, you know, the movie and everybody, races to them to help them but oh wait there's still real life happening yeah real life was happening still yeah and you know a diagnosis doesn't change that real life is happening yeah that was probably the hardest part for me going through all of that and and my inner circle who knew kind of the turmoil you know my my marriage was a mess I was in the middle of bad choices and and consequences that were coming from that bad and choices, meaning the ones your grandma wouldn't want you to make the ones my grandma wouldn't want me to do. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody would want. Yeah. Yeah. Taboo. I think in any culture and, and then and let's not tell them. So they want to listen. Yeah. You got, you got to go listen to the podcast. Yeah. yeah. You want to know, you want to know what grandma doesn't like, go listen to the podcast. <laughs> I think you find out in episode three. I will see. I but share fairly early. Be like, they're in, they're in, they're hooked. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was, it was like cancer really on top of everything else that was happening. And it was kind of like the final straw in my marriage. It really was. Whereas sometimes a health diagnosis or, you know, a health scare, health scare or diagnosis like that will bring people closer. But when you already have a rocky situation and no foundation, and we're just basically writing it out for the kids, it was like, no, life is too short. Why are we doing this? And life is shockingly too short yeah way too short if you got the c word complicating things yeah yeah Yeah. and it wasn't I I didn't really feel that 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 was it for me I didn't feel like okay this is my death store I I didn't feel that 
breast cancer is fairly treatable when caught early. Um, a lot of technology has gone into that, but it it still made me realize my mortality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then you go, oh, I need to kind of change how I spend my time. You know, what am I doing with my life with my time? And that that um, I love that. Force I want, that issue. I want to explore that just for a minute. Okay. Okay. So you're already a mom, mm-hmm. which as we know, being a parent can take all your time. Yeah, it can. You know, people say, Lita, you must have so much extra time because you only, I only have two living children. <laughs> and I'm just kind <laughs> of like, no, <laughs> I don't, I, I mean, yes, your life's going to be busier if you have five or six kids, but I don't think human beings, we will take what we were given. Yes. Right. We'll, we'll fill the void. You know, right, right. Yes. Um, of our time, of our emotional, we'll, we'll fill it. And then, you know, you and I both run businesses mm-hmm. and you have a job too. I do. I have a day job too. I, yeah. I and have I, multiple I don't, streams of income. <laughs> I don't, but between all my stuff, it's like a job. Yeah. I, have, oh, I mean, definitely. I show up every day for work. You know, I have a schedule. Yeah. I pretend I have a boss. She's really demanding. <laughs> she expects a lot of me, right? Mm-hmm. So those things are non-negotiable. We have to make money. We have to live. We we have to parent. Yes. Of course, I don't feel obligated to parent, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So what were the things that you said, how am I using my time that you decided to ditch? What did the C word? Because you just said. Yeah. It Well, the biggest thing. <laughs> was um, that I realized I deserved happiness in, in a relationship mm-hmm. that was not bringing that to me. And and to be fair, I wasn't bringing him happiness. I do love how kind you were to that. And I think you did a brilliant job because it takes a lot of humility and not the kind of humility of you're beating up on yourself, but the kind of humility of I'm being real about who I am. Yeah. And not American Idol syndrome. Right. You know, that was hard um, to admit my role in the decline of my first marriage. Because mm-hmm. you don't get married and say, I'm going to give it a good five, 10 years. It, that's, well, some people do. I guess some people do. That's, um, Brad, <laughs> say that's not Brad, traditional. <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt, you know, with Jennifer Aniston. I oh, remember yeah. an interview and I was a newlywed mm-hmm. myself at the time. And I was yeah. like, run, Jen, run. Oh. Um, and it's something I say a lot because I, I think we should get married with the expectation that we're going to give it our all. Otherwise, mm-hmm. why, why would get you married? You're all in. Right. Right. Yeah. You'd be holding back. Yeah. And yeah. so you That's need to make sure that who you're engaging in this, you know, hopefully forever type of mindset marriage that there is equally invested. Otherwise you're going to just deplete your, your essence, which I think is yeah. where um, marriage messes up and why marriage gets critique is because people are like, well, it didn't work out. So therefore marriage is bad. No, two people equally come together to give 110% individually. It's not a 50, 50. No, that's a bunch of, that's a bunch of poop. Yeah. That's incorrect math. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was, um, I had to do a lot of soul searching with that self-reflection and, and be not, not down on myself, but really critical of what type of person I was with him and critical, um, assessing, I think was a better word because I feel like I, 
this idea that when we're growing and learning, we can go through difficult experiences and not learn anything. Yeah, true. But if we can at some point say, what am I learning? What did I learn? How could I improve? You know, without being like, oh, I can't believe you did that. I think assessing just a little bit healthier word in this conversation. Yes. Yes. I like that. One thing that, that stood out to me, I remember a conversation with a friend a few years after my divorce is I used to have the saying, it's a common saying, um, everything happens for a reason, you know, (laughs) common saying, but this person said, I'd like to change that just a little bit. And that is not everything happens for a reason, but we can learn something from everything that happens to us. I feel like that phrase is, and I've used it myself and I still use it sometimes, but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yes. We and hear it's that a all releasing the time of, it's a releasing of responsibility. Bingo. And also, I think it also takes, it almost takes away the element of, um, I don't want to say control, but cho- choice, maybe right. influence yeah. in our, in our life and our surroundings. When you just say it is what it is, you're saying I have no control over that. Right. And, and like, we, we don't have yeah. control over what happens to us, but we absolutely have control over how we respond and what we learn from it. The Share Your Hotness podcast is brought to you by Vanguard Media. Hi, I'm Chris Van Garrett, founder and chief marketing officer of Van Garrett Media. If you're a business owner or a knowledge worker, you know that crafting your own voice and message around your brand is absolutely crucial to your success, especially in the COVID and post-COVID era. But how do you do all of that at the same time still work on your business instead of in it? Don't have a website? Is your logo one of those $50 specials from Fiverr? Was your tagline just stolen dialogue from a 90s sitcom? Hey, we've all been there. You had to start somewhere, am I right? This is where Van Garrett Media can help. We specialize in digital marketing and branding for small and medium-sized businesses. We get to know the root and soul of your business, finding out what makes you tick and why, and then we craft a message that'll make your target audience see you as the solution to their needs. We'll then bring them to you through targeted marketing efforts using everything from social media and SEO to email campaigns to old-fashioned television commercials, radio, and press releases. You can find us on Facebook. Just search out Van Garrett Media, two R's, two T's, or give us a call, 801-386-3896. That's 801-386-3896. Mention this ad and get a hundred bucks off your custom branding package. That's 801-386-3896 or check us out on Facebook, Van Garrett Media. And after my daughter died, after my daughter died, (laughs) sorry, some people in English, it's hard. Um, (laughs) After my daughter died, I would say that a lot. It -hmm. is what it is. And it was kind of my way of saying, we can't reframe this in a way that I'm excited about it. Yeah. You know, you're not telling me that, you know, someday I'm going to see her again. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. But I have to deal with living in this, which takes us to survivor Mm -hmm. because you could live in la la land and be like, okay, I'm not going to go get my tatas checked and end up costing your life. Right. Because once you've had cancer, you know, once you've had divorce, Mm -hmm. right. You have to go back and be willing to say, what do I have to do? What do I have to learn? to not have cancer ravage me again? What do I have to learn to not have my relationships right. be ravaged? Yep. What do I have to learn to live joyfully with grief? Yeah. Right? right? What do we have to learn? And that comes back to assessing what was my part. It always concerns me when I meet people and it's always 100% the ex-spouse's fault. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> and there are... De- I'm, I'm a fan of marriage and I'm also a complete support of, of abusive relationships ending. 
Yes. Or relationships like yours that it just wasn't going to work. Right. You know, and he can be great and you can be great, but I think we too easily rationalize it with that. Mm -hmm. And so I loved how you went deeper into, look, we had created patterns that we didn't know how to redo because we had to separate to get work for ourselves. And you had gone through that with the cancer Mm -hmm. and he was wanting to keep it together. I kind of got the impression through, I just don't want to be divorced. Yeah. I I think it was really hard for him. He didn't expect that I would actually like go through with it because there were threats, you know, back and forth, back and forth. But when I finally was like, no, this, this really is what we need to do. And it turned out to be a really good thing for him too. There was a lot of pain and struggle for him as well after the divorce. But here's a funny thing. So he's remarried now and they just celebrated their one year anniversary. And I'm, I follow her on Instagram and she posted a a nice thing about their one year and how amazing he is and all of this and that they're so good together. And the fact that, you know, she brought kids from a previous relationship he obviously has kids from our relationship and she said you know he he treats our family so good Um, there's no steps in this family it's just kids and I and I commented on there and I said you know I'm so glad you two found each other and thank you for being so good to our kids because we share them they're ours love that yeah yeah and and I'm really am happy that they found each other they're good together and you know there's enough success and happiness for everybody Absolutely. But we have to do the self-work. Yes. We have to make those hard decisions. Mm -hmm. And so you're feeling like he did that and now has a better place in his marriage. Yes. Do you know if he's listened to your podcast? I don't know if he's listened. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I had a close friend to me. You, you said, you know, you did a good job kind of navigating that story and taking ownership um, a friend of mine who, who knows all the drama. I didn't, I didn't out all the drama from our marriage. I didn't, there's a ton of more information, well, that we, you know, <laughs> then it would just be like a bashing on the X thing. And I didn't. Right. Right. And I mean, there's, you can never have a hundred percent full disclosure because nobody's going to listen to all of that. Yeah. Right. Including, you know, only you get to listen to all of your crap and decide what's valuable. And <laughs> right. What you Cause then it's, it's not helpful or productive, you know, at that point. <laughs> right. But, but this friend did say to me, you were very kind and gracious to him because she saw from the outside, it was obvious to see some of his challenges. Um, the, the consequences of his choices were very physical. You could see them. And mine, you couldn't see them. I could mm-hmm. put on my smile and it didn't affect the way my body looked. It, you know, I, I didn't, yeah, it, it wasn't obvious. My mistakes and my challenges and my contributions to the decline of our marriage were very secret. So the timing of the divorce being that it was after a cancer survivor did survive, survival, survive, survive, <laughs> survivorship, cancer, yeah. cancer survivorship. Yeah. We'll mm-hmm. use it that way. Um, did people assume that he left you because of the cancer or did people no. know that, that was a separate thing? People knew it was a separate thing. People who just observed us kind of casually, in our broad circle, we're surprised that I hadn't divorced him many years before. Because you two just were fire and water. Yes. Yeah. We, it turned into that and it was obvious that we weren't good together. We weren't building a good life together. And, and so, yeah, I had a lot of people that were like, oh, finally, you know, but they, again, didn't know my role that I'd played and how it, it had probably contributed to some of the choices he made that were damaging. Which makes it all the more awesome 
that you outed yourself <laughs> because everybody wants to be, um, I have a friend that said this way, everyone tells the story they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. it takes a lot of humility to say, actually the real story is I did X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And like I said, if, if uh, somebody has this broken relationship and they're like, it's hundred percent the ex's fault. If you never find the 10% that's yours or the 30%. In fact, I say something really, really controversial in my book, Love Me Too, that it was 100% his fault, but I don't give a percentage on it, but I talk about whose responsibility is it to clean it up, meaning the man that molested me. Right. 100% caused by him, but I had to, I had, I had responsibility to clean it up and I'm not going to chase after him to give Mm -mm. me permission Mm -mm. to fix me. Nope. That's your and work. Mm-hmm. In the the Me Too movement and the sexual harassment, sexual abuse world, that's a very dangerous direction that we're going in. Yeah. Right. It's almost like saying, Oh, I'm gonna treat my cancer, but I'm not gonna change my lifestyle. I'm not going to, you know, get modern medicine. I'm not gonna eat better. I'm not gonna do anything. Right. Because I don't deserve this. Yeah. Yeah. Why would we no say one that? deserves cancer? I don't care what you've done to yourself. There are things that happen here that none of us deserve Mm -hmm. and we're asking the wrong questions Yes. instead of saying, why me? And I think you even had an episode about that, but I always say, why not me? Right. I'm human. Am I better than anyone else? No. Right. We all have our part to play. We tell ourselves this lie. Well, I'm a good person. So therefore nothing bad should happen. (laughs) Um, Nope. Nope. That is a lie. <laughs> that is a lie. Sorry about your expectations there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome to we being <laughs> Right. Which goes back to the movies. Yes. Everything always gets, you know, bundled up in a nice little thing. And that's why I like going to a movie is I like seeing that they overcame their difficulty. And it was so amazing. And, and it inspires me to want to be better. And I, mm-hmm. I admit that I don't watch movies that I think are just going to be about who slept with who. Mm-hmm. the series no substance. sex yeah. in a city i just told people i was too i was too young for it and they would look at me weird but it's about <laughs> sex in the city and i don't care about sex in the country or sex on the farm <laughs> anyway. or sex anywhere green eggs and ham right 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 I, I just i'm like i'm not i'm not interested because i'm i'm too having too much fun doing my own thing with that yes <laughs> you know I don't need to watch other people I don't need to watch that you know because I I'm sure my tummy looks exactly like that in my <laughs> yeah let's mind. not even talk about how we compare ourselves to others yeah <laughs> yeah right so I I just love the vulnerability and the realness of that and the fact that life is messy and mm-hmm. it's not like the movies it's not like it all gets tiled up in the a little nice little thing and the expectation that it should just be the one thing or a perfect ending yeah. is not life. That is not life. No, we get to, and, we are free to choose. We get to choose how we respond to things. We don't get to choose what happens to us, but we can definitely take more control in our life. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a controversial question. Okay. So after my husband got hit by the bus, people would say, well, Lita, you manifested that. <laughs> and I'm like, what? In my worst day of our marriage, I never thought in my mind, you know, it would really solve problems is if a bus hit him. Like I never had ever thought that ever, yeah. ever, ever. Wow. So I'm like, I would just look at them and I'm like, I can assure you, I did not manifest this. Did people ask, tell you you'd manifested your stuff or you deserved it? No. No, I haven't had any feedback like that. 
Excellent. You have less and, crazy people in your world. Yeah, I guess less crazy people. The, the funny thing is I get a lot more of, I totally understand why you did that. Mm. I, I get that. I get that level of understanding because from the outside, people could see that my husband and I weren't happy. So let's, let's imagine a different Rebecca for a moment. If you had, is there any scenario in which you think now, because hindsight's 2020, mm -hmm. which is such a funny phrase now, <laughs> right. I think we're all going to kind of like have a little bitter laugh and we're like hindsight's 2020, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. but is there any scenario now that you think, oh, we could have worked through it? No, we had different goals and it, it turned into, we just, we just wanted different things. Which is reinforces my theory in one of our earlier podcast guests that you have to have those goals and values. Yes. You have to have those in, in yeah, yeah, in common. Yes. And you can't make other people want the same things as you. No, no. That's something that I learned as I got back into the whole dating thing again, that was a mess. Uh, but, but I knew what I needed to ask <laughs> that will be on a future episode. It's like, um, it's like a soap opera that doesn't make oh, you feel dirty. Right. It, yeah. There's so much drama that goes into that. And yes, I, I will have a whole episode dedicated to online dating, but I, I knew this, I had a clear direction. I knew what I wanted my life to be like, because I knew what I didn't want. So I was taking a more active role in my future. I was much more intentional in my choices, in my dating, in that search, really the search criteria that I had created. But I also knew, I knew who I was. I knew what I was capable of bringing to the relationship. So the conversations were very real. When you're dating and you're in your mid to late thirties and you've already been married, there is no, so what's your favorite color? It's like you get to the real stuff. Because what Real their favorite quick. color is does not matter. No, it's insignificant yeah. unless somehow that speaks to their love language. But you you start to identify that. And I knew, okay, this is these are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. I needed someone that could complement that, that we could be a good team. And that's yeah. that's what I found. Yeah. And your husband is a, is a dear heart. I do oh, I do you. like him. He's, he's a keeper. He is. And, and he went through, your now husband went through a divorce as well. Yes, he did. And so you both have like come in with this real, like, this is who I am. This is what I've overcome yeah, kind of thing, which, you know, I don't want to be advocating your second marriage is the only one that works. Cause you know, I'm right. in my first marriage <laughs> and right. it's funny. Cause a lot of people, um, I had family members that were like literally on our wedding day are like, I had to pray to be able to be here and watch you make this terrible mistake. And I'm like, oh, wow. and the things that they were focused on. I realized in hindsight was that they were projecting their life mistakes on me and what they wanted me to be. Mm -hmm. And I'd gone through, um, having been bedridden for some health issues. And so I had kind of had a lot of that pretense stripped away. Mm -hmm. And so I knew who I was, Yeah, which again, you goes back grown. to, yeah. and I still had lots of growing to do. I was by no means, you know, finished. Yeah. Uh, I hope by 80, I'm still not bored <laughs> and I'm still growing, but it was interesting that so many people are like, it's just inevitable. They're just going to get divorced. And I think that almost kind of played into, because those conversations were happening while we were engaged mm -hmm. that we were like, okay, what do you want? 
you know, yeah. just really made conversations go even deeper, that opposition, that not, that's not why I married him. I married him because God said to, um, but it made us have deeper conversations. And mm-hmm. I think that is so incredibly valuable. And it sounds like that's the same thing that happened with you to make your second marriage what it is. Yes. Or the marriage you're in now. That I'm in now. Yeah. So yeah. technically it's my third, but right, right. <laughs> <I> digress. <laughs> Listen to the my podcast um, <laughs> that made it so much sweeter is because you already had that. I'm perfect. I'm amazing. Anyone should love me, um, which I like to call the American Idol syndrome. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, that you had that pretense stripped away that you're like, okay, this is, these are my quirks. Mm-hmm. So a hard thing with him early on, probably within the first second or third conversation that we had, you do ask the question about, so wh- why did you get divorced? You know, because like you said, if somebody is blaming it 100% on the other person, then they they haven't learned and grown. Right. Themselves, right. Red you know? flag. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I had to acknowledge to him um, some of my mistakes, the one that you don't, your grandma doesn't want you to do right. That, that action. And that played a part in his first marriage. And so he had to be very vulnerable. Oh, you mean his wife had done that to him? Yes. Okay. And I know that's how we're tiptoeing around. <laughs> we it. are tiptoeing. We're such teasers. <laughs> I just don't want to, I just don't want to ruin it for people. I know. It, everybody it's like, listen. It's like telling the, the, what happened in the movie. That's rude. I know. Like the butler did it, you know, in the book. Um, what? The butler too? I know. <laughs> Spoiler. But yeah, he, so he, he had to decide if he was willing to trust me and have faith in me that I wouldn't hurt him that same way. You know what? I am not sure if I could do that. So hats off. Yeah. Hats off. We all have our different no-go zones. Like I do not like to be yelled at. I mean, I know I don't not like to be yelled at. I refuse to be yelled at. Mm-hmm. And Good so, you. you know, if I want to date with somebody, he started yelling, I'd be like, and we're done. Yep. I'll call an Uber. We're done. Yeah. That's that said, my husband has Tourette's and sometimes it's a little bit louder than he realizes, but I'm able to look at the intention is not yelling. Right. Yeah. There's a difference. Like, (laughs) yeah. Loud noises sometimes can be just, I had my fill. Yeah. And now if people yell at me, I put my hand up in their face, which is totally like, you know, girl shame. (laughs) And I'm like, gotten to a point in my life where I no longer accept this behavior and you have to the count of three, look at me as a mom to end this or we're done. Yeah. And there are a couple of people that are on the we're done list because they were adults and they couldn't control themselves. The funny thing is uh, without giving it away, they all are people that in their business teach you how to get along with other people in some way. I'm keeping it yeah. vague. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, isn't that funny how, uh, the things that are hard for us, we can either overcome them or we can be honest about them. Yes. Yeah. I speak true. on confidence because I worked, it did not come natural to me. Mm-hmm. I had to work for every step of the way so I could teach it. And that's now true. you are here talking about what you had to struggle and strive through. You now can be a teacher of it. Yes. Yeah, it's true. So how do you parent your kids with, okay. Cause you know, typically in religious society, we're like, well, I was pure, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so how no. has that changed how you've parented and navigated to your kids, the psychological, physical ramifications of. Right. Uh, so I, I keep it see. age appropriate. 
Um, but my oldest, because he was around and, and observed a lot more than my younger two, when a lot of the stuff happened, he, he actually kind of went along that journey with me and knew some of my challenges and meaning, loved me in spite of meaning it. Meaning you experienced them through witnessing or, or going because along I, with you I talked with him. Himself. I, I talked with him. Oh. He, he knew what was going on. Like I was pretty open with him mm-hmm. and um, my, and, and he was very, he was, he didn't condone my behavior, but he also knew that I was trying to find myself. And how old was he? Uh, 16, 15, 16. I love that. You said my child did not condone my behavior. <laughs> I know. I was the one being the child in that situation. <laughs> I was behaving like a child, (laughs) which I think is a whole interesting thing to explore too, that, you know, we're not just our roles, Mm -mm. you know, humans are so complex and there's so many different layers to who we are and uh, why I think it's so important that we have the words, I am sorry. Yes. Without excuses, without this big, long thing. And I have said those words to my children various times, your mom screwed up. Yeah. This is how I screwed up. This is what I did that was wrong. And I'm sorry. And as a result, it's crazy, but my kids know how to say those three words. Yeah. You're teaching them by example. Well, I'm teaching them as my, (laughs) as my grandmother said, nobody's completely useless. They can always serve as an example. Yes. Which (laughs) I love it, which is hilarious because a lot of the things she taught me were, were not through love and kindness to me, Mm -hmm. but she was a great example to me. We'll and some things that, you know, from a, from a negative aspect. Yeah. And, what I don't want to be right. And the interesting thing is she was those things for other people in the family. Okay. And as I've gotten older, I can see that to me, she couldn't do that, but to others, she could. And that was kind of where I found forgiveness. Mm, and so powerful. I think that's kind of what you were saying with your marriage, your first mm-hmm. marriage mm-hmm. that you could forgive him for not being that for you, yes. but being that for her, instead of being like, well, no, he's going to be this way. Right. No. Yeah. I, it surprises some people that I can be so kind about him, but I, I, I never thought he was a bad person. I just knew we weren't going to grow well together. It Which was, just goes back of, to those values. Yeah. We were kind of limited trajectory, to each those goals. Growth. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so, yeah, I, nothing but high fives for him. It's awesome. I love to see where he's at right now. Oh, I love that so much. I love (laughs) that positive note. And I think that's when you're really dealing with a healthy person. Yeah. Is when they can celebrate those that hurt them and recognize where they hurt, hurt as well. And that we can allow people to evolve. Right. Because that allows ourselves to evolve. Yeah, we can't keep people in a box because we wouldn't. But it's so much simpler if we yeah. keep them in a box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we think. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but we that's want to be what kept it seems box. like, you know, in the movies, there's the the person who's typecast. Mm-hmm. As, yeah, that's true. Um, what was that movie with um uh Beauty and the Beat? No, excuse me, um Sleeping Beauty. No, it was yeah, Sleeping Beauty. That Angelina Jolie was in. Oh, Maleficent. Maleficent. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Words are hard. So Maleficent, <laughs> that they took her out of the typecast and gave the backstory. Mm-hmm. And 
at first I was like, I don't really want to see another thing. I'm glorifying the person that's supposedly evil. You know, I don't like mm-hmm. movies that glorify being a bank robber and, you know, sure. hurting other people. And, um, and I ended up just loving that movie because they let us see behind who she was. Yes. And, you know, to some degree, there is going to be some messy still. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that felt like that was more <laughs> real and a better message for children than, well, they're a bully. They're always a bully. Yeah. I like that. The boy that, that picked his too. boogers and stored them in a ball in our elementary school. He doesn't do that anymore. He's a successful person. And it was a little bit of a moment of, oh, that's what he did when he was in the third grade. Yeah. Don't keep well, I was that. also shy and broken in the third grade. So yeah. <laughs> yes, everyone is a, is a caterpillar waiting to find their time in their cocoon to be a butterfly. Right. And some people I've heard someone recently talk about how she's afraid she's a moth. And somebody oh, started instead posting of a butterfly. about how amazing moths are. Yeah. And um, I really liked that because I have my flashy moments. You know, I know how to put uh-huh. some makeup on. I know how to get dressed back up. So here we are in a full circle. <laughs> yes. Um, but, you know, today I'm a moth getting, just getting some stuff done. And that's beautiful too. And that's amazing too. Yes, it is. There's times and seasons in our life. And on our social media, um, I've had people get mad at me that they don't think I'm living up to my brand because I will post pictures of me in moth mode, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that I'm not perfect. And they're like, but you're supposed to be perfect. And I'm like, if you're expecting me to be perfect, what kind of pressure are you putting on you? Yeah. Cause no, I'm just, let's keep human. it real. Yeah. Let's I'm just real. a human being. That's like doing my thing. And I'm not putting pressure on you to be perfect. Right. And we're, we are so faceted as humans. Yes, definitely. I and I that. do mean that with the diamond faceted. <laughs> right? Yes. And there's some parts that have not maybe been cut yet, but that's, that is the joyful thing about discovering yourself and other people. And so I want to end with um, asking you three questions. Okay. Okay. That we are now asking in our podcast. Okay. This is all very exciting because it's about share your hotness. So what is your fire? What is that thing, you know, the, the different elements of you know, your, your fuel, your heat, your oxygen, or your fire, mm-hmm. your fuel, what starts it? I have to come at with, I have to come at life with a, with a positive outlook. I have to, if I find myself getting down, I have to turn on good music or something to get me out of my funk and music really helps me. I love positive uplifting music. Um, I love helping other people. I find true joy in trying to make just the right connection for somebody that that helps them or helps them see something a different way that that they hadn't seen before I love that 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 really brings me joy and I feel Um, like I've known you long (laughs) enough to be able to say I know you do that (laughs) thank you okay so what's your heat what's the gift you put out what's the thing you touch others with you've already kind of brought it up but um people open up to me naturally they they feel comfortable talking to me and even sharing some of their ugliness I, I i've created a safe space for people yeah, and, and i think I you think did that gift. before the podcast mm-hmm. yes it's i'm just now putting it out there i guess in a more public forum so but, rebecca sells jewelry 
and I know about AliExpress and I realized it has been months and months and months and months since I bought jewelry for $5 or $2 (laughs) from AliExpress because I would rather give my money to you. Thank you. And that's, you know, I mean, it's jewelry, you know, we're not talking about fine jewelry. It's all costume jewelry. I mean, it's a finer grade. I know that. She's like, no, let me go on the right Yeah. But you know, it's, it's not like, you know, I'm, is this a blood diamond or not kind of right. Right. But it just goes back to that relationship and service and connection. And it's not like you ever said to me, Lita, you're going to be cheating on me. Right. (laughs) No. It was just that, that heat, that love, that service, that kindness, that connection, I'd rather give my money to you than to China. Yeah. You know? Okay. And your oxygen, the thing you really did, breathe, you breathe your oxygen, the thing that you breathe in daily. (laughs) That I breathe in daily. Wow. Um, that that I have accepted God's love in my life. That to me, that keeps me going. Talk about common values and goals, right? Mm-hmm. Amen, sister. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, my friend, thank you so much for coming on. And I really, um, I think your podcast probably has more downloads than I do at this point, but we can <laughs> grow together yeah. and hopefully people will listen to that. And Thank you, my friend, Rebecca, for coming on this episode of Share Your Hotness. Thank you, Lita. The Share Your Hotness podcast is produced by Van Garrett Media. Lita Green is the host and creator of the podcast. Chris Van Garrett is the editor, producer, and music director. Shayla Dawn is our research coordinator. Join us next week for another episode of the Share Your Hotness podcast. Thanks for listening. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media.